Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy podcast. I'm Alison Perry and you're listening to episode 29. My guest today is Steph Douglas, mum of three and founder of Don't Buy Her Flowers, a brilliant website which offers gift packages for new mums who, let's face it, don't need 12 bunches of flowers bought for them to congratulate them on their new arrival. Steph's youngest, baby Frank, is four months old and when he was first born, Steph spoke loads on social media about staying in bed, looking after herself and not having visitors over and how much this was helping her. Watching her talk about it on Instagram really made me think about how crazy it is when we try and bounce back to normal life after having a baby. It's a time that I look back on and wish that I'd taken loads longer to recover and look after my needs before welcoming in the guests who want to meet the new baby. So Steph and I chat about all of this and lots of other stuff like how your relationship changes when you have a baby, having a healthy balance with social media and how she started her business. So I'm here with Steph Douglas. Welcome, Steph. Hello. Um, you are Steph from Don't Buy Her Flowers fame. Yes. Um, and you're a mum to Buster, Mabel and Baby Frank. And baby Frank, who's here with us today. Uh, so anyone who hasn't come across you, yes. do you want to explain a little bit about Don't Buy Her Flowers yes. and how it came about? So um, Don't Buy Her Flowers is a... Sorry, Frank's making a lot of noise is uh, a thoughtful gift company but the, it came from so we've been going for three and a half years it came from when I had my first baby and I received loads of flowers and it just I didn't know that that was what was going to happen because I had no idea what happened when you have a baby and I felt really overwhelmed and sorry <laughs> Frank is scratching his um his <laughs> little seat clawing at his seat it's all right oh he wants to join in the podcast he's looking a bit sleepy he'll go sleep in a minute um yeah, and it, I was just really overwhelmed. I didn't, I didn't, I hadn't thought much about what motherhood was going to be like. I kind of just knew that I wanted a family. I didn't, it wasn't one of the people who dreamt of this, but I just, it was just something I was going to do. I mean, mm. now, obviously, I know that that's not always as simple as that, but that's what I just, I didn't think of the practicalities or how I feel emotionally or any of that. 
and then it was actually really overwhelming I think it's a it's a massive change like and especially your first where you're all like oh I don't think it's going to change me and yes it's so big. I'm going to be the same person I'm just going to have a baby yeah just ca- carry around with me yeah and it's such a big deal but also your that first bit that the physical physically however the baby's come out you are a bit battered yeah you're not sleeping it's just brutal I remember feeling like I'd been hit by a bus yeah like physically and emotionally, I just yeah. felt like I'd been battered about. And you don't give yourself time. You, you're up and about and visitors are there, everyone's piling in. Mm. Um, and I think it's just, it's just a bit nuts. And so what I felt at the time is that when I wasn't thinking of gifts and what other people needed, I was thinking about me and I was thinking what I needed was just some looking after. Whether that's someone bringing me food or just telling me I'm doing a good, good job. Like I... I, the thing that I remember were the messages from people. I had one, I was still in the hospital and I couldn't feed Buster. He was born early and Doug hadn't been very well, so we'd had quite a traumatic, he'd had quite a traumatic arrival. Mm. And I just couldn't get him to latch on. And I'm there, like, squeezing the milk out of your boob, like you're being milked, and everyone's pouring at you, and it's oh. all a bit much. And a friend texts me and said, you're probably doing fine, but just in case you're not, just to let you know that um, breastfeed, I found breastfeeding really hard, but it gives, you know, give yourself a bit of time and it'll be a fine, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And I just bawled, like I was sitting in the hospital and I just, and she, she's one of my best friends, still is, and she'd had a baby, I think a couple of years before me, but I'd had no idea because mm. you're not really switched into it, are you, until you're doing it. Yeah. And those are the things I remember, and like my mum filling my fridge up, and mm. and people just wanting to take care of me. And so from then, I wanted to, if friends had babies, I would give, I'd send something that was for them because the baby is well catered for, like especially if it's your first. Yeah. In our, you know, the women that we know, they're all going to have all the stuff pretty much. Um, and I dropped food on their doorstep. I was on maternity leave for quite a long time because I had two babies close together. So, and just their reaction was so overwhelmed like they were so grateful probably because they didn't realize that's what they needed too oh, exactly you don't you yeah. don't this is all this i guess is me talking with hindsight yeah. kind of and so that's where the idea i was like there's something in this there's something in this women need that looking after a bit of tlc or just a bit of a treat for them or whatever it is and that that was but that was seven years ago so i it took me a while to then get started it's crazy though because you 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 have this baby and you feel like the focus is all on the baby Mm. and also you looking after the baby and i think it really does get forgotten about that you know you have just been through this incredible huge experience yeah and, and it's not all bad. It's not like to scare people because it's not no. all bad. But it's just massive. You have the best birth in the world. You yeah. feel really zen about and when it. I, I had, I've had three good labours. I'm using inverted what's-its because <laughs> it still hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but I've had three good labours. And, you know, you hear a lot about the really traumatic ones. So it, I think it's probably quite important to say that it's possible that it can be. I mean, I think it, it all depends on it's. It's not down to you quite often I think it just depends on your body yeah um so it's not always in your control but I think I I had a goodish start to the whole thing it just was a big deal yeah. however it happens you're you're pretty I think that's really important to say is that even if you yeah you have the best birth in the world and you feel that you've got this really amazing support network around you mm. it's still okay to feel like you want properly looked after yeah and and you're so conscious of what everyone else is thinking. So yeah. just talking about visitors and people piling in and you're trying to learn. You're trying to learn 
how to breastfeed or how to hold the baby, even holding yes. the baby with that first one. And you forget that because it all is so natural once you're a bit down the line. But all those things, and you're doing it with an audience, yeah. which is just bizarre. Yeah. Cause it, and it's just not what you need. It really isn't, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I really remember strongly seven, nearly eight years ago when I had a, a small baby arranging for, for for friends to come round and meet the baby yeah. and ignoring that voice in the back of my head which was I'd actually just quite like to stay in bed and not we, have people come we to my were, door yeah we were one of the first of our friends to have babies so literally all our friends came and it, it, and this isn't criticism of them because they no. wouldn't have known as much as we wouldn't of course. have known so we're like yeah sure you know and people are going oh can't wait to meet the baby we're like yeah and then a few weeks in I can really remember because you're fi- when people are there you're fine because the adrenaline's kicking in and they're asking you about the birth and, and you feel these- proud and you're proud and you want to share it but if you've got limited energy which you will have because you're knackered and you've just had a baby and you're not sleeping using it all on other people is just not it's just not good and then they leave and I can remember people leaving like sit on the sitting on the stairs in our old house weeping and just saying I'm just so tired and Doug like, and then we got it about two three weeks into having Buster we were like oh we don't need to have people around and I remember someone came round and Doug, I said to Doug, like, I think half an hour is probably all I can, like, let's, let's try. And, and he literally booted them out. Like, just, I but love he's it. not subtle, so he didn't kind of go, oh, before, like, as they came, oh, if you just stay for half an hour because we're quite tired or anything. He just, like, suddenly went, right, that's it, you've got to get out. And I just bustled them out the door. Time's up. Yeah, and, I, <laughs> and it was really awkward, and they kind of looked a bit stunned. <laughs> But that that later on we realised that that was part of his job as like the partner can can have this you know like oh there isn't much for the dad to do there is plenty for oh there really is like feed me and protect me from the world that's kind of what you need definitely oh my goodness um so then you um started a blog how how old was Buster when you started so so well Mabel so I had both I had Buster and Mabel by then so Mabel was one and a half I think. Yes, because she was two when I started the business. So then it, I that was I was still in my old job, and it was basically a stepping stone. I, starting a business felt like such a massive deal. I didn't have I didn't, you know I didn't study business. I don't know anything about business before I started, and I I knew I had the idea. I hadn't totally formed it in my head what it was, but I knew that that was too much for me. To, I you know I had a good job and a good salary. I didn't want to drop that just to start a business on a whim. I kind mm. of needed time. So I needed time to really work out what it was, but also just to, I think that the blog was like a stepping stone in that it was communicating with people, it was talking about motherhood and at the time. I mean, now there's lots of blogs and books about motherhood isn't as simple as you think it's going to be and all that, all that honesty, but there wasn't at the time. It was kind of all just starting. So for me, it meant that I was kind of working out that lots of people felt the same as me. Yeah. And if people felt the same as me, then the business would work because the whole premise of it is about looking after new, was about looking after new mums. And obviously, it's grown now to lots of other occasions. But that very much at the beginning, that's what it was. That's so smart of you to think even think that through, especially with two <laughs> small children. I don't know. I think, but do you know? I think I've always I'm a talker, which you're probably gathering. <laughs> but I, I. I was really honest. I, I'm just, I'm not, I'm terrible at lying. And I would, so I'd say even to my NCT group, oh my God, I want to kill my husband. And so, and then you'd get some people agreeing with you and you'd be like, it's so, that idea that you're not on your own is mm. kind of one of the key things about motherhood, I so think. So is, yeah. And that's where we're benefiting so much now 
because otherwise it's so lonely and isolating if you think you're the only one that's having a row about where your husband's left his shoes like and that it's it really great but it's like it does it matter no it doesn't but yeah yeah daddy does do that um and i think that's all those things you know or feeling weird about their body or just being able to talk about that and people not go oh you're not supposed to feel like that yeah it's a big deal yeah and we probably take it for granted now. I but think we you, do. You still get new mum. I mean, being back in this zone of new mum, and I wrote a post about pulling up the drawbridge um, when you have your baby. And I've had so many messages from people going, oh, my God, I wish I'd done this, or I'm going to do this, mm. or I'm going to do this with my second. And we take it for granted that people are talking about all these things now, but there's always new mums coming into the... Yeah. You know, it's it's a constant, so... I wish we could turn back time and have all of this support and stuff available yeah. seven years ago when, yeah. you know, when ours were yeah. babies, like newborns, because that would have been oh, so good. It was so hard. And, I, and, I, and Mabel was... 21 months later, we have Mabel, and that was almost harder in a way. The baby bit is much easier... And like with Frank, the baby bit is, you know, third time around, I'm finding that bit. He just looks after himself. Yeah, he does. That's what my mum used to say. <laughs> I was four, so my mum used to say that about me. You just looked after yourself, really. <laughs> but the the emotional side of it, the vun- how vulnerable you can feel is still there. Mm. Like less so, because I, don't, I care much less what anyone thinks. And I think I've re- it's taken me, yeah, so seven years or five years since I had Mabel to realise that there's actually not that many people judging you, but you are really, really hard on yourself. So you feel like you're being judged, which causes you to worry about pulling out a bottle in public yeah. or putting a dummy in their mouth or all those things. And actually it's it's just because that, I guess from the media or things you've read, you think that that's what everyone's doing. And are you judging yourself less exactly. this time around? Oh God, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I've we've got to do what we've got to do. I know this is the survival zone. Like this is what, that's what we called it with Mabel. We, we not not just we've got to push through this and get through it because that sounds really ungrateful but it's hard you're not sleeping mm. it's brutal like frank now so he's nearly four months he doesn't feed after 11 o'clock at night until like the morning but he still wakes up yeah and it's that i'm still waking up every half hour from about half past three and oh. you're like that's hardcore snackering and you're I'm trying to juggle other kids and a, and a business or whatever else no one's no one very few people are just sitting doing nothing at yeah, that point just looking after their baby or yeah, their children no, yeah you've got other stuff to do so how do you how do you power on through whilst feeling grateful for what you have I think for me it's naps <laughs> you are the and queen I, of I naps I keep saying that now. But it makes such a difference. And when I when you have your first, lots of people wisely like nod at you and say, well, sleep when the baby's sleeping and you're just thinking, oh, fuck off. Like, I can't... Because you, you... But it's not regular. You don't yeah. feel like in control of it. And then when they do sleep, you're like, oh, there's so much other things I need to oh, do. Oh, yeah, like you can clean the house. And, and you can... have to do thank you letters and all yes. these, you know, thoughtful things. And then... I'm this time around it's like well what I've learned is that the key to napping is that the minute you put the baby down you lie down Mm. because at some point they'll probably stir and then but if you've even got in 15 minutes and you're so tired or I felt so tired that I will fall asleep within minutes I'll think I'm not that tired and then I'll be totally (laughs) and so do you put your phone away phone away unplug the phone lock, like turn off the we've got a plug-in doorbell turn that off like everything it's all about like so I think you have to be really focused on it mm. which you know I think 
Um, and it is hard because not all, it's like some babies have a, a nightmare and they don't nap very well and all those things. And Frank, we've got into a pretty good pattern with Frank. But it is about, it's so important, it makes such a difference. And at the weekends, you, you can. And I think the other thing is when it's your second or third kid, you think, oh, I not, must spend time with the other kids. Mm. But if you're knackered, that time's shit anyway because all you're doing is grouching. You're, you know, you're, you're snapping at them when they're really loud. Or Whereas if you've gone and had a power nap, you're just nicer. Yeah. Everyone in the world is brighter. It, I, I can't... It's made such a difference in these last few months. I love that. For me. Um, so you... Um, eventually you launched the business. Yes. And... Um, yeah. How- it went nuts. So we... The website crashed the night we launched because we had this following from the blog. So again... I, I mean, it makes it sound really, really well planned. It wasn't that well planned, but it has worked out really well. And... Um, because we had this audience of women and mothers who understood what it was to have a baby especially they were all going oh my god yeah I got loads of flowers like there was this and it was so good because it was like real validation for the whole idea and I'd obviously been working quite hard um and it would have been a bit of a damp squib people going oh I quite like and a lot you know you still get some people going but I quite like flowers like flowers are lovely but you just don't need hundreds of bunches of them yeah but also at that particular moment you don't need something that you've got to go and find a vase for and you've got to trim and you've got oh. to chuck away it's that it's that i've got such a love-hate relationship with getting given flowers and i feel really ungrateful for saying this but mm. i love flowers and i love having them around my home yeah but if mark my husband comes home with a bunch of flowers i want him to trim the ends <laughs> yeah. get the vase yeah. put the you know the, the, the flower food into it yeah, arrange yeah, them yeah, and put yeah. them on the it feels like giving flowers it should gift. be the whole package yeah, yeah and then they kind of sit there dying and then eventually i usually leave them way too long yeah, yeah. i've currently got a bunch of tulips going off on my mantelpiece and then you have to put them in the bin and deal with all the petals dropping and yeah. i know and i think also it's like when the baby's one send them some flowers because yes. then you've got something to really celebrate and you hopefully oh Frank I think Frank's very from that and then you hopefully have a bit more energy but it's that hey baby it's that it's that it's just that and, and then the business is, has gone on to so now we've got a stand up to cancer package and people send so now actually only 25% of the packages are sent for new mums the rest is for loads of other reasons so I mean, we've got Mother's Day coming at the moment, which is nuts, but we've got bereavement and get well and just birthdays. Sorry you've had a bad week. It's it, And it, again, it's when people need a bit of looking after. Yeah. Which most of us do because we're all rubbish at looking after ourselves. I always need looking after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the kind of things that you put in your in your packages are yeah. things like magazines and scarves and... Chocolate tea, thermos uh, mug, so you can have a hot cup of tea because we're rubbish at having hot tea. In fact, you sent me one of those um about a year ago i had an operation and yes. you just sent me through a thermos yes. and um some tea and it was just the nicest package <laughs> to get it was just so lovely oh, no and it's you know it's really lovely like i saw susie barrel the other day and she's she sends packages like and grace she sends packages all the time mum face grace like it's really nice because i still see the orders pop in and it's, yeah and it's i want people to want to use it you know and we there's lots of amazing gift companies but it's very much around that thoughtfulness and the TLC side. So it's not, I mean, you can, we've got like beautiful black, like handmade blankets and things that you can add if you were wanting to spend loads of money, but you can spend 25, 30 quid. And that's kind of what I want, I want it to be. Because someone said, well, it's not premium, is it? And it was like, 
Well, you can. You can add cashmere socks and you mm. can add this beautiful lambswool blanket and you can do... But I just want more people to have it. Yeah. To, you know, there'd be no, there's no point for me otherwise, I don't think. Yeah, the more mums that can be sent lovely packages, <laughs> yeah. the better. Yeah, um, so have Interflora ever threatened to sue you? Have no. you ever had any kind of legal I've problems? Had, no, I've had some florists get really angry, um, especially when we launched, because it was being shared so much. And I think they... So every time... Oh, Bless you, Frank. Every time we have a big... Um, so like Clemmy from Mother of Daughters shared something not long ago and then you get a big influx and every time you get a big load of people visiting the site you'll get some florists saying well this is awful we're working all you know we're working in the cold and working it's like but the, it it's not about you know and there's so many occasions for flowers yeah I mean you're, you're not saying never buy anyone flowers no, ever I get I mean the name is but there, there's a point there's a reason for that and it means that people get it as soon as they see the name it's not that you know it's not a big leap to make yeah um but we have had some florists I've, you know I've got some florists who are amazingly supportive and some who use us because they they can't buy flowers for their florist mates oh, so they're of course. like actually because you can't send if you're a florist flowers, yeah you can't yeah of course so that's been quite interesting so what kind of responses did you start guessing from new mums who were being given the packages so it was we had loads of messages really quickly from people um saying that they the person they'd sent it to had been really emotional and so people were crying when they received them. And that was, I, I think, it's not because, I mean, it's a lo- it is a, they are lovely gifts. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do them a disservice. But I think it's the, I think it's what we were saying earlier about, it's it's somebody knowing someone's thinking of you. Yeah, it's that, the thought behind it. Yeah, yeah. That's what really has, the, that has, is really powerful. Mm. So they're thinking about what you need. So by giving you tea and a thermos, they've recognised that you might not have had a hot cup of tea. Mm. And I, th- I met someone at the weekend who was saying, I didn't know that was a thing. I just thought I never managed to have a hot cup of tea. And I was like, no, no, that is a thing. That's yeah. a, you know, but you wouldn't know that until you till it happens. And I think... And also you might think, oh, in what world can new mums not have a hot cup of tea? Yeah, like, I'm pathetic. I can't even manage a hot cup of tea. Like, yeah. No, it's, a, it's definitely a thing. You, you end up with a film on the top and there's just cold tea oh, around your house. Yeah, dotted around. Yeah. Um, so... That was, and yeah, and, and just feedback, like we have, it's all gift wrapped, we have handwritten tags, so that all was getting really good feedback as well. But And then really quickly people saying, well, I want to send this, because at the, at the time our website had new mum written all over it, because that was, I didn't, I thought, oh, at some point we could probably, you know, expand mm. and cover other things, but people wanted that. So we just had to make a few tweaks to make sure that we had options that, and, and to make it really clear that it wasn't just for new mums because then we started getting people wanting to send it for someone who'd had a miscarriage and obviously that's a really we had to be really careful mm. um, but they would get in touch and say I want to send this to someone and she's having a really tough time or IVF or yeah. you know, all these things and that um, again it just wasn't something that was really in my head when it came but has been amazing because it's meant that the, obviously the market is much bigger but mm. also People are using the business just for lots of thoughtful occasions. It's so nice. When I I did a round of IVF last summer and it didn't work, and some of my school mum friends mm. 
club together and got me a package. Mm. It was the what? What's the one? Oh, it's amazing. What's the one that's got? It's got the body scrub. Oh, the recovery package. Recovery package. Yeah. That body scrub is amazing. It's really Lemony. Good. Do you know Tahir? Do you know Tahira? Beauty by Tahira. She's a beauty. No. She's a beautician. She's lovely. And I met her through mothers' meeting when I was looking for moisturizers and scrubs because there's all there's you know you've obviously got your big brand your Clarins and all those other ones but if you have those your package has to obviously cost a lot yeah but and also they're not always but not talking about Clarins specifically but the the big name brands aren't always the best Mm. and and I wanted to work with small brands I want to work with British brands as much as we can which we do so um yeah she it's a it's made on a farm in north wales it's amazing. and it's really good stuff laughing bird yes yeah. so good so good but kind of weirdly uh, some kind of weird coincidence that week i had ordered a couple of packages for other people right and so when this package arrived i was like oh no they've messed <laughs> up they've sent it to me by yeah, mistake yeah. Oh. so it was almost like a double surprise when i opened it up and i was like no it is well, I've for got me friends who've had babies recently clemmy telford received a package from i think from a pr agency and she messaged me and went oh thanks my package I was like well, it's not me I did you I should have taken the credit and then, well I had later sent her one but I hadn't I wasn't that quick off the mark <laughs> and then she was like oh no I've just looked at the tag and it wasn't so which is again it's like that's it feels a bit mad like we're just sitting here and the Mother's Day orders are pinging in and it feels it does feel really good like I have to stop every now and then and go this I'm really proud of this and it's really good and I think it's really easy when you have your own business to be thinking about the next thing yes is it enough is it you know if we if we doubled sales on last year is it and actually it's like okay well I'm sitting at home I'm doing an interview with you I've you know the team are working at HQ they trekked in over the weekend because of the snow they had to go on foot uh-huh. um and there's all this stuff going on and it's like this is we do it my brother so my brother is our head of operations he sent me a picture um last week of this massive pile of orders that were going out and he just said you did this clever girl I'm feeling emotional talking Aww. about no, that's my brain he's my big one of my big brothers he's yeah. not generally like a lovey dovey feeling yeah, but and he and he works for me and he did, and it was just really lovely so I was like oh that's so nice to get that acknowledgement yeah. yeah there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. But you're so right. I think that, we, that when, whether we run our own business or whether we're just getting through life the best we can. Oh, God, anything. To, just to stop and think back mm. as to what we've achieved. In fact, I heard you saying this maybe about a year and a half ago at an event that you were speaking at, and mm. I was in the audience, and it really stuck with me mm. that we don't enough, we don't stop and go 
actually, this is what I've achieved in the last week or month or year. Even if it's like your to-do list, which includes bloody World Book Day costume. Like, you just... There's, there's this battle of... Li- there's this massive list of stuff that's to do that women generally take on. Um, and we can have a whole debate on equality. And I th- but I think all that stuff, that that's constantly going. Like, there's a book called Overwhelmed by Bridget Short, and she writes about it being like a ticker tape on the bottom of a screen, you know, like... Of just of stuff. Mm. There's just stuff, stuff, stuff to do, and that's never going to end. Especially if you've had kids and you know you've got other things going on, and so it's kind of unless you stop, you do feel so overwhelmed, yeah. and you're kind of drowning in it. And then if you chuck in with that, like you're doing a podcast, and you haven't been doing this that long, and yet you've had you know loads of people on there you've had loads of people listening but you probably haven't yet stopped and gone do you know what I did that I came started from scratch and I emailed a load of people and said would you like to come on and you've done all these things mm. but you're probably more thinking about who next, am I going to have on next yeah. week and how do I get the numbers up and how do I that's so true or looking do. at other people doing who are doing podcasts oh, and being like doing oh I'm not, I'm not doing as well as they are oh, and that's the work and that's really hard I think that you know I mean yeah social media is amazing but if you're in a good mental place it's amazing if you're not it can really knock you and even even yeah having babies having my body you know bodies seeing people who are 20 and it's not to say that they shouldn't post that like there's a part of me that goes brilliant yeah go girl and there's a part of me that goes oh fucking hell my body is such a mess but then you're not 20 and you've had three children three children and also I I'm breastfeeding. I need to eat. I can't, like it all. It all cut. And I can I do exercise and everything, and it will all come back ish. Who God knows what's going to happen. It'll come food. back in some form. In some form, there will be some sort of return. But I and I and also I'm yeah. I don't have anyone caring for me in that way that someone with millions of pounds probably does. You know all those yeah. things. But you still see it, and it still seeps into your brain. So you can be the most kind of shouty about body positivity but it's to look like going inside your own brain and switching those things off it's really yeah. hard. you have to keep doing it basically it's really hard and also you've got to remember that what you see on social media is maybe 10 percent of someone's yeah. actual real life it is a snapshot you know it's not their yeah. real life they've probably you know got so much other crap going on in the background yeah. that you're not aware of yeah and so to compare yourself to that tiny part of their life. And that's why I think that's where it comes back to how you look after yourself and being kind to yourself. Cause, and that might be to not be on social media that day if you're having a wobble. Or, yeah. or um, just going, yeah, or going, do you know what? I'm doing all right for me. I'm doing all right. Yes. That's, that's the bit, isn't it? I have this thing where if I'm like looking on social media and everything I see is annoying me, every Instagram post, every tweet. Everyone's having the best time. Every Facebook post, not even not even that they're having a best time, but it might even be just like, oh, you're so annoying. Why do you always say that? Why do you always do that? I think, do you know what? This is me. Yes. This is not them. Yeah. This is me. And I need to step away from yes. social media. Do you know what? That's a really good one as well for when people are mean about you. So um, that going back to that whole judgy thing and feeling judged, um, it's Holly de Cruz is saying that. She's very good for when you need a bit of zen. She's really good at it. So Holly does the yes mum cards, doesn't she? Does she does the yes mum cards um, and she's just very wise. But she will say, 
this is about them this is not about you when somebody says something it's not it's got nothing to do with you it's about how they're feeling which it might be that they're jealous or it might be that they wish they'd done what you've done or it might be that they hate what you've done whatever it is but it's about them that's really hard to remember though isn't it but it's so true because then you kind of t- it's like if you get some I had a troll saying that Doug was going to leave me recently <laughs> What? Because oh, yeah, I remember you talking talked, about this on your stories. Well, I've talked. I think one of the toughest things for me about having kids is relationship and still managing a relationship and still liking each other. Mm. Um, and I, that came as a total surprise when we had our first, and, and we've just had our third. And sure enough, we have these ridiculous rows where I'm like just completely erratic and unreasonable. Well, you're sleep deprived. You've got hormones deprived. going all over the place. Yeah, and men do really annoying things like leaving their shoes in different oh, places, or just leaving the cupboard open. Like, <laughs> do you want, and then you, but because you're tired, instead of just either shutting the cupboard door going god that's really annoying i you it gets big you know it turns into a big thing where you're going can you just please shut the cupboard door and they're looking at you like you're mental because you sound mental but those things matter they suddenly become about he doesn't respect me because he doesn't shut that door and it becomes so big yeah and i know i know this is a phase like doug has said a couple times this is what i knew would happen (laughs) he wasn't massive i bet that really helps as well when he says that it's so helpful it's like someone saying "Mm, you're on your period like that someone's tired yeah But I think, um, yeah, and I, I've talked quite openly about that, but that I, that's because I do have a good, you know, I think we've got a good marriage and I'm fairly secure and Doug's very secure, so I can say all these things and I think it does help. It helps me and then you get messages from people going, oh my God, I thought it was just me and so it's, it's like the blog it's like right but then you're just talking about it on instagram or whatever instead but yeah i had this troll saying well you're just so ungrateful and your husband's obviously he's prime having an affair and he's gonna leave you because haven't he been away with on business yeah he's away all the time so it's, <laughs> and he and he did come home and i was like just to check you've not had an affair have you and he just looked and he's so tired he's so tired because he's working really hard and he's got me at is that really why he's hired those dads yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he's got a baby and like he's I, I quite often get him to sleep downstairs because he's getting up really early and I don't want him to wake everyone up mm. so he's having a crap night on the sofa poor Doug I know poor Doug but it, yeah it's, again this is a survival phase it just what it is what it is mm. at the moment so how how different are you finding it this time around because obviously you've spoken about how with Buster and Mabel you were very much like yeah everyone come in and meet the new baby mm, mm. um and it is really hard to nap when the baby naps mm. but you know from watching from following you on Instagram and watching your stories mm. it really feels like mm. there has been a shift and you are really focusing on looking after yourself yeah. and napping and in fact I think I think it was when Frank was a real newborn, like maybe like a week or two old, I messaged someone I know who was very heavily pregnant and about to have a baby. And I said, you need to watch mm. Steph's stories. And I don't know if you follow her or if you've ever, ever heard of her, mm. but you need to watch these because this is the most kind of honest, open account mm. of those first couple of weeks that and I you, have ever seen. And you now know with hindsight because you're seven, eight years down the line, what you were like, which is what all, mm. pretty much all of us are like. Like, we're all doing this. There's very few who have their first baby who look after themselves and, totally. and aren't trying to feel like they show that they've still got it. Not because anyone's expecting you to. It's just what you kind of well, have seen and uh, you think is normal. Also, you're hardwired. Like, you know, yeah. you know, we, we are all encouraged to be these kind of, like, strong, independent women yeah. and we've had jobs and... You know, the women. Yeah, we just get things done. Mm. 
and then you have a baby and it goes against every fibre well, in your like body. when everyone goes, oh, how are you doing? Oh, you know, busy. That yeah. is, that, it's like, that's a good thing and it's not a good thing. Oh, it really it's, isn't. But I think, so I think this time has, it has been really different. Like, despite saying about rowing with Doug and feeling mental at times, I'm less rowdy and mental than I was with the others because I'd had, I did have a week in bed and a week on the sofa. So we didn't have any visitors for that first two weeks because Doug's on paternity leave as well for that first two weeks. So if we'd have had everyone in, that was almost that was his time yeah. or our time to um, get to know Frank and and also with the big kids be there for them because they had a massive change happening in their little world. You know, they've been, been the four of us for five years, so mm. that's a big shift for them. Um, so I didn't want anyone else to think about, to be honest. But that napping, um, and that, like my mum, I spoke to my mum this morning, she went, now, are you doing too much? She's just started following me on Instagram, which I'm not sure how I feel about. She's unfollowed no, you. No, she's just started following Oh, she's me. just started following you. And so I, I'm just pretending she's not there, because otherwise I'll, that's probably... But I did the baby show yesterday. But, I ha- but what I'm finding I'm doing is, so I did a, a talk on Monday last week, and then I canned the rest of the week, because mm. I felt knackered yeah. afterwards. And you kind of think, gosh, you know, I'm nearly four months in. I should be... At... No, I shouldn't. No. I, I'm still feeding. I know, exactly. And I'm still feeding and I'm still not getting that much sleep. And the majority of people four months in will be in the same boat. Four months is nothing. No, I know. But again, you, when, you're, when you're looking at it with hindsight and retrospect, that's... You can it's see a long that. time. Yeah, but, yeah. You, but you don't feel that when you're in it. You kind of think, oh, should I be... So you, I have to keep reminding myself. And I think... I yeah so I was meant to do something on Wednesday last week I was meant to do something on Thursday I just canned them both and just that's had so really good. chilled days that's and really that's good. what's saving me so mm. like tomorrow I know I've got nothing mm. and then that that ten, I'm trying to do it like that because there really are things I, I you know I run a business and we've got staff I, ca- I can't just take my foot off and we've had Mother's Day so it's been a really busy time um, and I do love it I love the business as well so. But but not just constantly doing that until you're burnt out. Yeah. And then you know you when you do it and do it and do it and you crash. I'm trying to stop before I get to the crash point. That's really good. Yeah, it's but, so sensible. Um, and you've got a doula, haven't you? You've spoken about I've got, how a, you've doula. got a doula. So that so she um, this was I was walking the kids to school and was pregnant and had the other two. And this lady went, "Oh, you're having a third. And she'd had three kids. Totally random. I didn't know her. And she said, "Oh, well." don't be a martyr and I was like okay and she said three is, is quite a lot don't don't just try and do it all get help I didn't and I'm I'm really really regret it and her kids were like older and I'm okay like just this random lady and then I just was talking to someone else about it <clears throat> and actually a friend who had had like a mother's help when she had her second who she ended up having like four days a week for ten months or something a mother's help she was a mother's help but basically like a so just someone so Sophia is our dude and she's amazing like I put it on Facebook just to say anyone local know of someone who did like a doula or mother's help kind of person I didn't realise that doulas could do anything for you after the birth yeah so you can have them for your birth I didn't want that because I had Doug and I I would personally and it is all really personal I don't I didn't want someone else there I, like I wouldn't have had my mum there and she was a midwife I wanted Doug there that was that I didn't need any more people there but I think there are times when if someone's had a traumatic birth I think that's can you quite often be sometimes you want to do with just someone who's really calm and who will help make sure it's more the birth that you want kind of thing um but no I knew that it was the postnatal bit and it wasn't even those first few weeks it was from week seven or eight 
so I knew because Frank was born in November and I knew we had a few weeks and it was Christmas so I was like right I'll get to that post Christmas I know that's when I'm going to feel really tired yeah and need a bit of help yeah and you're kind of going oh this is this is it now it's not going to suddenly get easier um so yeah and then there's a this website's doula.org.uk and so I found I'd had some recommendations on Facebook from people locally and a few mentioned Sophia and then she was on doula.org.uk and I got in touch and she came in and she just she was like I'm just all about nurturing the mum which when you're really heavily pregnant you're like oh my god yes. come and live with did me did you hug her yeah I, I, she is I mean I think I've really struck lucky as well because she's really warm she's got five kids of her own um, who are a bit older and she just literally came in and started washing up like, but the, the most amazing thing about it she doesn't ask what you need doing and this is a bit like what we were talking about earlier about visitors that come and see you and those you don't want someone to go shall I yeah. wash up shall I make you some or, food or what can I do yeah don't ask me what to just do it and if yeah. someone just does it it takes that away from you and she that's what she does and she'll like see the washing machine is full or there's load to go on and stuff but also she is obviously really natural with babies so she'd look after Frank while I pick up the big kids which means I don't have to lug him to school a couple of times a week so she's six hours a week that's it so it's just those but I she's coming this afternoon and I'm like because also I nap so she'll hold Frank so if I, I can either do a bit of work or just rest or read a book or it sounds such a like I still feel weird saying it like it's a it's a, such a luxury and you might have people listening going mm, get you but it's been a it's totally changed this experience for me have you had any negativity around it no i just can imagine some people going mm. and also the word doula just sounds really wanky it's quite hippy dippy <laughs> yeah, isn't it and and it and it is a luxury but the big kids are in school so for the first time in like seven years we haven't got any nursery fees for now we're obviously going to be going at some point again but um so and, and doug was like i honestly it's about keeping you sane so if this helps that and we've just so she i said about six or eight weeks was all i need i've just extended it because <laughs> it's nearly up and i was like oh god no I, you can't go yeah. yet and she makes food so it's like she'll make food for doug and i so when he gets in and he's usually home late or he's coming back from traveling somewhere then we've got to start cooking and you're not, you've got nothing left at that no. point. You've got the kids to bed. She so. sounds amazing. Would she it be weird amazing. if I got a doula? I mean, I, my, my child's seven, seven yeah, and a half. Yeah, I've heard loads of people say that. Like, <laughs> can, we, can, can I get a Sophia? Like, no, I think um, I think it's it's something. And also, like in other cultures, there, there's a book about um, the first 40 days, which I think is about um, China, and how they nurture the mum for that first month and everyone like looks after and she's not expected to do anything and all mm. of the, and we just don't have that we've got a complete opposite so anything even if it even if it is that you just that first week is in bed is better than yeah. nothing and also back in the day you would have had like your mum sisters yeah. aunties and all they, around they you used to have 10 days in hospital mm. so again when the visitors are piling in on day one yeah. or you know you've come home six hours or you've had a home birth and everyone can turn up at any moment they're probably forgetting that generation that they had 10 days and my mum was a midwife and she said and obviously had babies as well but she said that they used to take the baby at night away so that you could sleep mm. and then they would bring it back when it needed feeding so that then they used to advise like it wasn't a on demand it was every four hours yeah 
which is why they're all obsessed with cool bottle, cooled bottle water, like giving babies, because they used to hold them off until that four hours. That oh, was, really? Yeah, whereas we are doing it all the time if you're doing on demand for your yeah. So, yeah, that that's a whole different world. Ten days of yeah. being... And you wouldn't have even had visitors because there would have been visiting hours and they would have been really strict. Of course, yeah. No, it sounds amazing. Um, and the rest of the time, like, how do you and Doug kind of split the childcare yeah. and looking after things? And obviously he's working. He's working. He, he took a new job just literally as I found out I was pregnant. So that's changed things a bit. But actually, so he's away quite a bit, but when he is around, he is a bit more flexible. So he does a couple, the aim is at least a couple of drop-offs a week, which makes a huge difference. So when Buster was starting school, so he's in year two now, I was freaking out about drop-offs and because it's a really short day. Mm. And uh, when they start school... It's, Especially when you're used to nursery hours. Yeah, yeah, eight till six. Like, And um, he went to his boss and said... Can, and he, work, he works in banking and they generally everyone's at the desk at half seven eight o'clock and he said can I I want to take my son to school two days a week and his boss said yes and it made such a wow. difference because then that was our pattern um it's a bit more erratic now because he's away quite a bit but he, no he will still it will still be his job to do at least a couple of drop-offs um and he he what it was interesting is that once he was doing that he then started to really enjoy it because him and Buster would go off on their bikes Buster prefers it when he takes him because they go on the bikes and it's really fun and dad's fun and mum's a bit dull because she's pushing him around <laughs> but he was like he I think once he's done it and I think it's probably the same for loads of men if they then um were able to get that flexibility at work then they then become more involved in the kids mm. drop off and pick up in school you know being aware have they got their reading book have they so then it's slightly less on you and then they know when you're stressing about the reading book and have you written in the reading book and blah 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 they would understand it if you're always doing it of course they don't know yeah. do you know so it's it's kind of and it's not oh god we don't have like a total balance and then I've had another baby so I'm suddenly at home a lot more so that's been a challenge for me to get my head around because he has to to be at work and yeah. he's earning money um but i think we yeah are you i think you see lots of people on especially on things like instagram where women are starting businesses or they're starting a project but they're not taking anything off their load mm. they're just adding to it yeah and you can't do everything you did before and run a business or run a podcast or run it like you'll just go nuts yeah and i think that's something we've got to work at and, and men as well obviously have to be involved in that so Doug can do the Tesco shop um, it might not be perfect but that I need to, to give him some certain things to do whereas I think there's lots of people who you keep it all mm. but stress about it and feel really angry about it so I'll be like right you need to lay the kids uniforms out or whatever and, yeah. and Doug is like that sounds like I'm telling him exactly what to do but he once you get into that pattern then once they know because I think I think equality at home is one of the biggest issues. Because as long as women are doing all of the drop-offs and pickups, your your work choices are really limited. Of course, yeah. And if you're doing everything at home, you don't have any energy t- to do anything else. So yeah. we're kind of trying to do the roles of our mums and 
being equal with work and things, yeah. and that's really difficult. So it's I think just, it's impossible. It's impossible. There's no way we can and do we're amazing. All tired. Yeah, like burnt out. We're all knackered, and yeah, there's no way we can do amazing things with our careers if we're also trying to do everything at home and having babies. Like uh, I had someone recently saying, well, the only thing that men can't do is breastfeed. It's like, well, yes. And, and carry the baby but also that recovery time that's mm. got to be you so it's all paternity well but paternity leave is one thing but I didn't I want to be at home so I then I kind of think I but I do want to you know I want to be at home but I also want my business and I want a social life so it's, you want your cake and you want to eat yes, it yes I do but it, that's just and I think it's just working through that I don't think there's a perfect answer and that I think I'm pretty sure that loads of marriages break up mm. starting from that point when you have kids and it throws it all up in the air because before that we all were equal you know you, you I didn't feel different to or that I couldn't achieve as much as my brothers or any, all my male friends but then you're suddenly are you are you, it does stop for a bit yeah but I'm kind of I'm okay with that it sounds like you and Doug have got it kind of, you know, worked out okay. So, you, you know, it yeah, kind of works. It does. But by. then some days, it, like, you'll have a massive row because you feel like they don't have the responsibility that you have when it comes to your family. Mm. Like, they can swan off. It feels like they're swanning off to work. It, they're not. I had, I had this conversation last week with my husband where it was the snow day, one of the snow days. Oh, yeah. Who's taking the day off And well, it wasn't even that. It was just a case of, like, he was getting ready. Mm. And I looked at him and I was like all right then so if the school's shut shall I take the day off work again <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and he was like oh yeah um See, well that's so, it's so uh, difficult because also <laughs> your job probably is more flexible yeah right? so that so but you but at the same time you don't want to give that up like you don't want to be like well of course it's me it shouldn't be the assumption no you, 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 you want to have that conversation yes and to be fair my husband's a teacher so he does feel like it's it's hard for him it's not even like an office job where he can just be phoning into his boss and yeah, be like yeah, yeah. I'm not coming in or, I'll work from home there, yeah. you know but yeah it's it's that tricky conversation that's but I think it will change I think the, I think like Mabel's generation will be different completely different things with, you know, and we're talking about Anna Whitehouse and the flex appeal stuff like but I think it needs for men to have that flexibility so mm. Doug going into his very male dominated work in banking and saying I want to be able to take my kid into work is a good thing like you need more people to be able to do that like obviously paternity leave is the next thing but just starting with yeah that yeah so it's not just until your wife's at home isn't she until more men do that we're not going to achieve equality because the reason that women are overlooked for promotion and not given jobs you know if they're in their 30s and in that period where they might be you know having children Mm. is because the assumption is that they will be the ones taking time off. Yeah. And so the more men who go in and say, actually, mm. I want to adjust my hours or I want to take shared parental leave, mm-hmm. the better for everybody. And also in your relationship, I know a couple where um, she, they had a baby and then she took off, I think, eight months or nine months. And then for the next three months, he took his paternity leave then. And she said it's been so eye-opening for him and for her, that idea of coming in from work and mm. he's there and he's a bit ratty. Mm. That's so interesting. It's that, that, And until you do it, you're not going to know, are you? So I think it, w- it will, it is changing and, and probably at some times we have to give ourselves credit, all of us, yeah. for how much things have changed compared to 50, 40, 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it, yeah, it's frustrating sometimes. It is, it is. Um, all right, Steph. 
I've got some quick fire questions for you. Do you know, I was going to rehearse these and I forgot. When I was listening to your podcast, I was like, oh, I must think. Well, they're always different. They're always different. Okay. Um, Okay. Favourite flower? Oh, God. Uh, It's not a random question. It's because your business is called Don't Buy Her Flowers. (laughs) Just want to explain that, just in case it wasn't obvious. Uh, Oh, God, I'm really crap. Do you know, I would say it's got to be a succulent of some sort because I kill flowers. Because you're prickly. Yes, and I'm just crap with flowers. I've managed to kill some cacti recently, so I haven't. Do you know what? I'm the same. In fact, for about 10 years, I was watering um, a succulent thinking I was doing really well. Have I told you this before? No, I heard it on something. I was watering a succulent and then realised that it was was fake. Yeah. It was from from next. It was someone else, but I've definitely (laughs) heard someone doing that before. Yeah, I managed to keep that fake one alive. Um, Right, you've got a gin package, haven't you? What's your favourite way to drink gin? How do you mix it? Um... Oh, it's got to be Fever Tree Tonic, which is making me really angry because it's so expensive. Mm. And then we had some, and Doug really likes it, and then we got some normal, the normal Tesco or Schweppes or whatever. And it's, it's not as good. It's not as it's good. Not as good. I'm really annoyed with myself because yeah. now I don't want to go back. Um, do you know, I, like, I said last night, I just like a good old straight gin and tonic with lime, or sometimes even lemon. Go back, go mm. like go 80s. Old school. Yeah, because I'd love a fancy gin, but sometimes it's just, I just love gin, so I just want a really good, strong gin and tonic. Out the bottle. Yeah, yeah. It's that first one. It's that first mm. one on a Friday, that hit. I know that sounds really awful. And there's so much stuff at the moment about sobriety and stuff. And I, yeah, there I, is. I, it, and it, it's made me kind of go, mm. but I am in control of my drinking, so it's some, it is something different. And I, I just really like that one on a Friday. Um, what's been your most embarrassing mum moment? Oh, probably... So when Buster was potty training and I had Mabel was a baby, um, so it was quite challenging, and I got a bit casual about stuff. <laughs> I <laughs> can just, do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just was not taking out the nappy bag and stuff, and then Buster had to poo along the river on our walk home from nursery, and I didn't have anything. Oh, no. So one, I've got a kid, like a two-year-old, squatting by a tree just by the river this is on the walk path that people walk. <laughs> and two I didn't have anything so I had to use Mabel's cardigan to oh no poor <laughs> Mabel like, sorry Mabel she was just like in the pram little baby and bust like that's Mabel's cardigan mummy oh but yeah so but most most of the time I reckon you can laugh through these yeah things. That's probably the kind of thing that if you were to tell Buster and Mabel that story now, they would just think it's the funniest oh, thing. Oh, yeah, they talk about it. They do. I have done they? they talk about it. Yeah, they think... Like, Frank pooed in the bath in his first bath. They were over the moon. I they were so they happy. Because they were like... <gasps> <laughs> so, <laughs> Who is the funniest thing when you're that age? It is. Listen, Steph, thank you so much for being my guest today. My pleasure. It's been thank delightful. You. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this episode i really love chatting to steph she is a brilliant lady um please do subscribe over on itunes and rate and review and all that jazz and i shall catch up with you next time the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.